Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Daily Zeitgeist. It's a production of Mm -hmm. iHeartRadio. It's a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's crazy that we've done this show thousands of times. I've past couple days I've taken my eyes off of the text and forgotten a whole chunk of the first sentence. How about saying the season and the episode? Yeah, the season and the episode. (laughs) I just say this episode. Anyways, it's Thursday. May 4th, 2023. Yeah. May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. Yeah. And also with you. Yeah. And with your spirit. His his mercy endureth forever. Thanks be Mm -hmm. to George Lucas. Um, Also, National Self-Employed Day, World Password Day, Bird Day. Bird Uh, Day. Also, National Candied Orange Peel Day. Who the fuck is that? Okay, whatever. I'm going to have to get National Candied Orange. Big National Candied Orange peel having their way with us again. Who did that? Like, is that like just Big Orange's way to be like, how can we take the refuse from our industry and then give it a second life? Yeah. Feels like that or like somebody who's really into candied orange peels and has a personality disorder and was just like, nobody gives me my propers when it comes to how good these damn things are. I don't, yeah, I don't know, for whatever, any kind of citrus peel type candy, I'm like, this is absolutely not for me. But anyway, if it's for you, then, hey, get down today. It's your day. Tricking pe- tricking me into thinking my garnish is edible for years. <laughs> you ever had, like, one of those ones that's, like, candied, like, flash, you know, it's just, like, super hard, like slices of lemon or lime or orange oh then you try and chew it and it's might as yeah. well be chewing like a piece of wax fruit mm-hmm. yeah i do it all the time it's one of my favorite pastimes. you guys ever seen this you heard, heard about this uh my name is jack <laughs> o'brien aka hey chucky you're the king you're the king it's your new thing hey chucky hey hey hey, hey chucky Oh, Chucky, you're so lucky. You're the king to be. You take me by the heart, pledging to you on TV. <laughs> oh, Chucky, you're so lucky. Sovereign of the land. Getting coronated using tickets on demand. Uh, that is courtesy Boom. of Rezik on okay. the Discord. Damn. He had a part after that that I think 
like I, I just don't know the song well enough and I didn't do the the work to know what I was supposed to do after that. But uh, okay. thank you to Rezik. Great work in honor of our royal coronation coming up <laughs> in an, mere days. Yeah. Ooh. Anyways, I'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Hey, don't worry about me. It's Miles Gray, the Lord of Lancashire, the true king of the North, Hollywood. Okay, uh, great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Jack, thanks so much for having me. Great to be here. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> well, I've been waiting for you to thank me for having you. I know, you, I know. Uh, on a lot of, our show. I know, people have been handing me notes. They're like, Jack would really like it. <laughs> he would and really like, appreciate okay. it if you just... This time, maybe this time, him. I'm like, okay, I'll throw him a bone. Show a little fucking gratitude. <laughs> yeah, man. And I will do the homage of the people later for you, Jack, where I will swear. Amazing. I will swear fealty to you. Well, in the podcast domain. Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third be- third seat by someone yeah. who this it was probably must, must be excited about the what is it? The fealty of the people? The, oh, the homage. homage of peers? Homage of the people. Homage of the people. Homage of homage the people. Of yeah. It's a film programmer, a curator, a podcast host, and an author of the upcoming book, Unlikable Female Characters, The Women Pop Culture Wants You to Hate. Yeah. It's Anna Bogutska! Anna! Welcome. I'm, I'm terrified. Terrified, guys. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> oh, thank you for being here. And you are in London. I am indeed. How are you preparing for His Royal Highness's royal coronation? <laughs> well, I am preparing to avoid central London during that entire day. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay. prepared to be in hiding for that day, trying to make sure to avoid the monarchists on my way around town. Yeah. yeah. So it can be a little overwhelming. I get it to just what? like see God's one true big boy <laughs> on earth. Yeah. <laughs> one true representative here on earth. Yeah. Uh, I get it. You'd want to kind of hide, let it let it be a slow kind of wash over you. But I know. You know what? I somehow and always end up in countries where there's royal families still. Really? pottering around and i don't know how i've managed to do that in my lifetime wait walk i grew us up in through. spain okay. i grew up in spain where there's a royal family right okay they don't really do much but they're there they provide some gossip and then right. i moved to london yeah and obviously there's a, a big monarchy in the uk so now i'm just kind of mildly entertained by them yeah but it's the pageantry, man. I kind of I was amused by it at first, and now I'm like, oh, you know what? Appointments are being canceled. Stuff's not happening. Yeah. yeah, we get a bank holiday, but I'm like, I'm a freelancer. I'm still gonna have to work on Monday. Right, I'm right, not right. like going in <laughs> to salute the new king because right, someone has to work. Well, that's interesting. You brought up España because Jack and I both have been there. You know, we're very cultured people. Yeah, um, where about did you grow up? Oh, so I grew up in Barcelona, and oh. I lived in Madrid before moving there. Where did you guys uh, Madrid. go? Oh, Madrid. Madrid. I lived in Madrid for Oh, a did month. you? Yeah, I did. Oh, whereabouts? Uh, like, no in the city? In the city. <laughs> I was 16 years old and don't remember much of it, other than that uh, the 1996 NBA playoffs were, were on at that time. And so I was watching that with the Spanish commentary and that that was a blast. I, I do remember it was a beautiful city, had an amazing time, but I don't remember anything about the geography whatsoever. That means it's a good time. It's still the best yeah. city in the world, yeah. man. If you I go was, again, just 
incredible. I was, yeah, in the summer I was in Barcelona for a little bit. Fantastic. Barcelona. Yeah, love nice. Catalonia. I love the I love the energy of the Catalonian people out there, and it just feels like L.A. to me because it's like a beach town. Really? And every, every, well, I'm more in the sense of like the energy, like California type. Mm-hmm. Like people are a little more laid back. But then when I went to Madrid, felt a little more like you're in the city now. I was staying in Malasaña when I was in Madrid. <gasps> Yeah. I love Malasaña. Yeah, That's so beautiful. weird. I always felt the opposite. I've never been to LA though. I ah, might, I ah. might go the the this fall, but I've always felt I don't know. Barcelona was a bit more uptight, whereas Madrid was much more chill. Well, I guess, but that's... maybe that's also because I went to uni there. Ah, that might be my perspective, just as a you know like tourist who's on holiday and just drinking a ton. I'm like, oh, this place is so laid back. <laughs> you know oh, so dude, not... next time you're in Madrid or if you're ever in Madrid yeah. or Barcelona, let me know. I've got all the best places mapped down. Okay, yeah. perfect. You will, yeah, not, yeah. you will not be sober for the entire time you're there. Oh, perfect. Hey, yeah. I love that. that. I love that. <laughs> also ahead of its time and that I started seeing like Nazis for the first time there, like five years before they started appearing in the United States. There were like swastikas huh. everywhere. At least ar- around the places that I was. I Where were you hanging out? Who are you hanging out with? <laughs> I was not expecting In, in Madrid? <laughs> there was just like Pretty a public cool park where all the kids were smoking hash and, uh, and hanging out Nazis like on a Friday out. night and there was like a gang of skinheads there. And I was like, man, that's, huh. that's real. And then sure enough, uh, sign of things to come for the rest <laughs> of the world. Right here in our own backyard. Hey, who knew? They've been here, though, to be fair. Yes, they have. All right, Anna, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of things that we're talking about today. Uh, we're going to talk about, we found out a little bit more, maybe, on why Tucker got fired. According to Fox, yeah. they have a they dropped a new piece of evidence into the picture. Say it's an interesting piece of evidence. doesn't change what I think think about Tucker Carlson, but it does confirm some suspicions, I think, for me. Interesting. We'll talk about McDonald's child labor violations being that that being like wild. A a real thing that that is happening. Ten year old McDonald's. Ten year old McDonald's in working the fryer at two AM. So we'll talk about that. Uh we'll talk about baby names. Miles, you just went through it. I yeah uh, it reminded me of the process of going through the naming of a baby mm-hmm. and you apparently the game has changed in the, the five years since wild. i've been out yeah so we'll talk about that we might even talk about why utah people are having trouble jacking off today <laughs> all of that plenty more but first anna and by the way to so did i pronounce your name right is it bogutska it's bogutskaya it's bogutskaya okay yeah. <laughs> you learned you, you came in confident. You're like, I learned I something new com- about pronunciations. So I was like, I listened I don't know to your that's... last episode of Final Girls, and yeah, I for fucking some reason I heard it. Uh, <laughs> like I listened back to it five times, and maybe you just maybe it was like hey, a she's weird not fucking like, with you, Jack. Bogus <laughs> guy. Okay, yeah, don't, that's... don't don't worry about it. It's been I, pronounced I, I, in so many different ways. It's fun. So Bogus uh, I was going to be like, everybody, just so you know, it's spelled differently than it's pronounced. It's, pr- <laughs> it's spelled Bugatskaya. So go Google, find the book. Anyways, uh, leave it all in. I'm it's a, a silent idiot. Y. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I can't trust the podcast. app. <laughs> Anna, we do like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? I mean, I... I- 
considered this for so long. You have no idea how deep I went into my own search history for this show. Yeah. Okay. But honestly, the last like 10 to 15 searches have been different iterations of Slutty Little Knees. So there you have it. <laughs> there he is. Pedro. I was, yeah. But Our mostly king. actually, yeah. it wasn't actually even the pictures. It was trying to find who had coined the term Slutty Little Knees. Yeah. Going deep into Twitter, being like, what depraved mind, depraved and brilliant mind coined yes. the term slowly little knees and how depraved did they hit? poetic soul. Yeah. I know. It's yeah. my people. We, I loved we, it. And I did we find came it. Into, oh, you did? You found out you yeah. did it? Because <laughs> yeah. we were talking about this with the, uh, there was somebody who had a full body orgasm during a LA, uh, Philharmonic, LA yeah. Philharmonic performance. And we were like, man, like whoever tweeted okay i just heard someone have a full body orgasm that was the headline for everyone it was just like the anonymous authorship of the internet like one person came up with that and every fucking major media outlet went with that wording uh but slutty little knees is is perfection where did Who, it come it from is yeah. Perfection. Yeah. yeah who's the author so this is a I, oh god, I went through like the Esquire videos, the TikTok rabbit hole, but I think it was this person on Twitter at Joel's Guitar. Yeah. Who's... <laughs> 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 That's the perfect. And their description is full-time slut for Joel Miller, which yeah. I also think okay. is a great a great profession. Yes. Yeah. And that's Doing the, the origin work. point. It's one thing about Pedro Pascal is that he will pop his slutty little knee out. Yes. Wow. So this is in reference to Pedro Pascal's Metropolitan Gallivant outfit, <laughs> wherein he's wearing shorts with his with a long, red knees out. long red coat, mm. slightly little knees, hiked up socks, looking good. <laughs> Wait, who's the, who said, can you repeat the quote? Joel's guitar. The, Joel's, Joel's guitar. Joel's guitar. But it's referencing his character in Last of Us. Oh, the name Last was his Us. character in Last of Us. Yeah, but it's also, it's about The Last of Us and The Mandalorian. He has this go-to pose where he pops his knee out yeah, right, and looks right. pensively into the into the distance. Yeah. Yes. Love that. Love that. Love that knee. Love to see more, you know, more like knee positive content out there on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> also, I just love when the internet collectively decides to thirst over someone and yeah. over something very specific. It's like, oh. We're really, we're really hot for like someone's earlobe. And then right. we're going to create obsessive content just about that. Right. That's yeah. where that's in the internet for good. And I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I liked someone commented on someone's meaty, meaty earlobes in a recent episode of Succession. And Oh, yeah. Like barnacle meat. Yeah. Like barnacle oh, meat. Yeah. That, was, that was a brilliant <laughs> little piece of poetry. Like barnacle <laughs> Oh, was that? Who was that? Was that Tom talking to Shiv? Yeah, that's Tom to Shiv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tom is on a tear. Tom is on a Jimmy Butler like tear right now (laughs) in this season. What uh, what is something Anna you think is overrated? Memoirs. Mm. Mm. Honestly, not to get too deep, but like everyone needs to. The entire publishing industry needs to stop giving book deals to random people who have a big Instagram following. Or have been in like a reality TV show. It's like not right. everybody has a life story that needs a book. Not everybody right. wants to write a memoir. Can we stop wasting paper and wasting money and wasting space <laughs> for these memoirs to exist? 
I just, right. I hate them. I hate them. I hate, especially when like you've had a very nice life. You don't need to write about it. You don't learn anything. Nothing's happened to you. Why do you need to share? Right. Even if you don't want to, if someone just throws a bunch of money at you and be like, oh, just do put anything. your entire uninteresting life in book form, just say no. It's fine. You don't need yeah, to. Right. But how else will people know that I was struggling before I was on Love Island? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want people to know the, the depths that I went until I rise to the top. You know what? Why not do like a really good Twitter thread? Right. Like right. a really profound Instagram story. It's right. not a book. It's not a book. Get a Substack. Exactly. You know, do that. We don't need to fucking yeah. print. We don't need to have the printed word like that to talk about the just mundane aspects of your life. I agree. Like I, there are times when you see books on a shelf and you're like, why the fuck would anyone care about this person's memoir? But clearly, like to your point, Truly. when there are like, because I'm sure it's like how publishing would work the same way, how like executives work in Hollywood, like that person has a ho- like a following that'll translate to sales. Yes. Spoiler yes. alert, it usually doesn't. And then they're like, right. how the fuck did we fuck that up? Not can't be because I'm completely unimaginative in my the way I'm developing things or what projects I greenlight. Can't be that. Yeah. <laughs> And it's also taking me. taking up the work of a talented writer. You like, I mean, the memoirs are not written by the memoirist. the The character Very on the rarely. cover frequently, uh, you know, it's the person who got famous for Love Island is not necessarily an inherently talented writer, <laughs> and so therefore they have to hire a talented writer and be like, yeah, yeah, more on your sci fi dystopia later. Right now, we need you to write a biography of of this 20 look i don't know who octavia butler is and that sounds cool but i think <laughs> this person you should write about their life okay yeah that's what we're talking about right now yeah i need is. less influence from octavia butler and more influence from i was trying to come up with a vapid celebrity named octavia octavia i don't know Fuck yeah it. all octavias yeah. are good pretty good yeah all the octavias and the public eye are good yeah is yeah. there a bad octavia i don't think so yeah. yeah. Anyways, what is something you think is underrated? Okay, I this might be niche, but do you, do you guys ever get British television over there? Uh, over yeah. here in yeah, Yankee in the towns. Mm, yeah, I mean, <laughs> anyway, yeah, we, we get certain things for sure. So I I watch a lot of films for work, right? To give you some context, like big chunk of my job is just to, like watch films before they right. come out, like for festivals or for reviewing whatever. So I'm like constantly watching things during the day for work, dream job. But that just means that by the end of the day, I'm like, I can't watch anything else. Like my right. eyeballs are going to melt out of my head. And when I get to watch something for fun, like for no reason whatsoever, it's not new I don't have to do anything about it. I can just mm-hmm. like put it on while I'm just chilling or cooking or something and just enjoy it for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. I get fully obsessed with it. And the last thing, and I'm very late to this, okay. it's a British crime show called Happy Valley. Oh, that yeah. I, I genuinely need this to be succession levels well known. That was the one where like the like the the murder of the cop's daughter gets out of prison. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you heard of it. Yeah, yeah. That shit was on Netflix. I think it was a, th- they, it? They, they distributed it on Netflix here in the US. It's a, it's a BBC show. It had it finished this year. They like came back to it after right. a decade and they finished it. And it's this like cranky, self-righteous, older woman police yeah. officer in north in the north of England. And 
it's fucking phenomenal. Just yeah. the writing, the performance, it's so violent. It's like so grimy. And I love horror cinema. I'm not like scared of violence on screen. Right. But oh my God, it is filthy. And I loved it. <laughs> and I've like gone down this massive rabbit hole of who is everyone in the show? Why have I never heard of this? Why have I never seen this? I right. want 10 shows with this woman. I'm obsessed with her. I just want everyone to hear it's, and it's watch wild. Happy I've, Valley. I've only watched the first series and I know there's like oh, three now. Amazing. So now I'm like, because I yeah. really loved, uh, was it Sarah Lancashire who's in the who's Yes. The I was like, it's because my mom is like a huge, like BBC mystery, like prime suspect addict since mm-hmm. I was a kid. So like I was, that was always ambiently on in my house. So she'll be like, you have to see Happy Valley. So I, I, I heeded her advice when it first came out but yeah i'm looking forward to the other two it's amazing it's like 18 perfect episodes yeah it's it, it is a, have you seen it jack or no i have not no it's really well done there was like a show from america i think that came out around that time that was happy something and it was like about wasn't it like a weed comedy or something oh maybe. <laughs> that, that's what i had it confused <laughs> with is there that she doesn't like open a just uh nah no that's weeds isn't that weeds? (laughs) no no not weeds (laughs) it's it's a like show that was like a prestige comedy in the u.s and i forget i i think i just got my wires crossed in my brain at some point and yeah no she's like it's about this this uh police officer who like the first series starts off with her backstory is like her daughter died and she suspects that this guy who's getting out of prison had something to do with her daughter's death. And then, like, mm. she gets obsessed with this guy and it opens up. It's just, it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Then there's, like, say. a kidnapping and yeah. there's, like, small town politics and there's class issues and everybody just hates each other. and Nobody speaks with a Yorkshire accent. Yeah. Which is lovely. I and was in kitchen working cooker. Friendly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go hospital now. I'm like, wow, you're going, you're going hospital? Oh, that's that. just British in general, right? Don't they say go, go they hospital? They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but the Yorkshire accent. Yeah. You're doing Love multiple maths. maths. Shout out maths, yeah. too. Not just one. How are you going to know the difference between doing one math and multiple Well, because we're stupid because it's mathematics. It's not like we do right. mathematics, you know, out here. Right. So, look. Jack, I mean, we're speak at for the yourself, end. man. <laughs> I only do one kind. addition. <laughs> Fuck that other shit. <laughs> and, Anna, you have a you know while we're talking shit about memoirs you have a a book coming out that's not a memoir what can you tell us a little bit about it not a memoir uh (laughs) it's it's a it's essentially a book of essays about unlikable female characters so it's pop culture history it's pop culture criticism but without you know your usual kind of film critic wankiness i wrote it kind of for people who might be interested in film but perhaps haven't ever read like a film history book and it basically looks at what makes a female character unlikable so it's like you know the bitch and the slut and the shrew and the crazy woman and all these like really negative connotations and tropes that sometimes are implicit in characters and why we still love watching them and why they make up some of the most memorable and popular female characters ever on in movie and TV history. So I kind of look at all or as much as possible of film history and TV history and a little bit of music, like from the 1930s in Hollywood to literally the day I had to give in the final draft of the book. 
So mm-hmm. I was writing right up and up to the wire of stuff that was who's airing most, on TV. Who's the most mm-hmm. current? Who's the most current character that is included in the book? Just to kind probably of Shiv how. Roy from Succession. Wow. Okay. Hey, so I wrote it. Meteor right lobes. <laughs> well, sadly, meat. I could not include the fourth season because I finished <laughs> yeah. the book way before it started, but way before it was even finished. I think uh, before they finished shooting it, but all up until the third season, it's there. Okay, yeah, and there's shows like The Flight Attendant and Death to Me and Un- Unreal Fleabag, and then oh, yeah. also a lot of older movies like Fatal Attraction mm-hmm. or Gone Girl. You know, and like even movies from the 1930s like i'm no angel with may west and like stuff from the 90s like the last seduction yeah. so it really kind of jumps between stuff that we're seeing now on netflix and other streamers to right. stuff that you might not be aware of or don't know about and all the recognizable ones in between like from the 90s and the 2000s Maybe. Did the revelation that Shiv had thick meteor lobes like barnacle meat blow your theory out of the water about like why people didn't like <laughs> the character, do you think? It literally did. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> now I have to go in and do like a whole new chapter just about yeah. the earlobes. You know, it's a whole thing with my publisher. Yeah. It's like, oh, but that's fuck, good. You, have to redo it. you got the Shiv earlobe edition. That's more yeah. money. That's more <laughs> copies printed. That book cover is just the earlobe. You're like, it's you just want that earlobe. version of the book. Yeah. yeah. Did, so is your. I'm I'm assuming there's like both of this, but is like part of it they're being written unlikable by like male writers and part of it just like misogynistic culture that is like deeming them unlikable or well, kind of a swirl of, it, of that? Kind of a swirl. Part of it is also just trying to understand what unlikable even means. So I'm sure. like, oh, I keep hearing this word, it keeps popping up in think pieces and media in like production meetings and you know in the industry in general oh, they're like that character's not really likable right yeah right, it's yeah. like oh you just gotta make her more likable because otherwise why would we watch her and i'm like okay but what does that mean do you just why don't you like her like what is she doing that's so wrong right i don't fucking know i wrote the book <laughs> and i'm like there is no reason <laughs> it's yeah. just our weird projections on women that we're then uh putting onto fictional characters but it is a little bit of, you know, just plain old misogyny from us, from all of us, as we watch these films and decide, you know what? She's a bitch. I'm going to yeah. hate her and I'm going to hate the actress right. that plays her, too, because right. yes. she plays her too well. So it means that she must be a bitch in real life, too. Yeah. And that combined with, like, you know, the the writers and the way that they create those characters to be villains. Right. But then one thing that I really love is, and this is how I you know, why I love these characters is that even though the films or the shows present them to us as sort of villains or as characters we should hate because of whatever reason, we still love them, right? We still gravitate right. towards them. We still want to watch them. We still want to spend time with them. And that is the nugget of like really right. interesting kind of love for these unlikable characters that um is at the heart of the book as well. Wow. Nice. Yeah, because I feel like... Cool. Everyone's like, I hate Lena Headey's ass. Fucking Cersei Lannister. Get the fuck out of my Like, I remember, like, yeah. that, there was a while when I feel like people around me, like, also had an unreasonable, like, they're just like, oh, I get sick when I look at her or whatever. But, they're yeah. like, but I also love it. I love that shit. And you're like, wow, <laughs> the duality here is really something. Well, remember the hatred that, you know, Anna Gung got on Breaking Bad? Like, people would. I was just going to bring my God. Her. 
I was going to bring that up and I was like, but that would just end up being the whole episode is talking about like how (laughs) just over the top. That was like a weird thing where the entire nation just like flipped a switch. It was crazy. I think, yeah, that revealed a lot where like they're like, they're like, she's getting in the way of his crimes. Yes. What? That's a dislikable. Okay. Oh, and now she takes the money. Wow. Skylar. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, she's the problem. Let Walt yeah, cook. Her. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, let him cook. Let Walt cook that shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, it sounds like an amazing book. Go Instead of continuing this conversation, we will direct listeners to go buy the book and continue it with your prose. Uh, the book is called Unlikable Female Characters, and it's available for pre-order, it seems like, everywhere. Is that... It's going to be out everywhere for pre-order on paperback and ebook, and it's out on the 9th of May. 9th of May. Go do it. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about the news. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring the Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're back. And when Tucker Carlson got fired, a lot of people had questions because the stuff that they seem to be pointing out about him 
was evident on the air every single night of his show. It seemed to be the main <laughs> thesis of his show <laughs> was that he was a racist misogynist. And so we've just been waiting for like more information to come out. Some information has come out. And then last night or two nights ago, big bomb drop. The New York mm-hmm. Times published a story with a very, like very interesting phrase in a text from Tucker Carlson. Yeah. And also like a piece where, oh, and are you familiar with Tucker Carlson? Our, I am, yeah. Our violent uh, ethno-nationalist commentator on Fox News? Okay, good. Um, because, yeah, the New York Times, I just want to, it, I'm going to just start off by saying, it sounds like the New York Times is helping Fox out. And we'll get to why a little bit later. But they open up this, uh, this report by saying, quote, a text message sent by Tucker Carlson that set off a panic at the highest levels of Fox on the eve of its billion-dollar defamation trial showed its most popular host, sharing his private inflammatory views about violence and race. I'm like, well, this is fucking private views. <laughs> what are you? Oh, okay. What could those be? Well, let's read the text in question, shall we? This is from For, Tucker Carlson. What are you going to say? I Just listening to the, the, just reading the text, like it's why I've never seen somebody who texts exactly as they speak on television. It's so weird. It's, it's like how he, Bart Simpson signs a yearbook. Yeah, he texts he in a the way fucking monologue. <laughs> it's so crazy. That's All a right. cool summer. Um, okay, <laughs> this is the... <laughs> this I don't is know the, that Simpsons joke. Oh, yeah, yeah, he writes in the yearbook. It's like, he writes the way he talks. <laughs> anyway, right. so this is, the, this is a text he sent on January 7th, 2021. Okay, <gasps> the, the night after uh, January 6th. Uh, he, he tweeted, or he texted... Quote, a couple of weeks ago, I was watching video of people fighting on the street in Washington. A group of Trump guys surrounded an Antifa kid and started pounding the living shit out of him. It was three against one, at least. Jumping a guy like that is dishonorable, obviously. It's Uh not how white men fight. Whoa. Put a bit in that one. Yet suddenly I found myself rooting for the mob against that man, hoping they'd hit him harder, kill him. I really wanted them to hurt the kid. I could taste it. Then something deep in my brain, an alarm went off. This isn't good for me. I'm becoming something I don't want to be. The Antifa creep is a human being. Much as I despise what he says and does, much as I'm sure I'd hate him personally if I knew him, I shouldn't gloat over his suffering. I should be bothered by it. I should remember that somewhere somebody probably loves this kid and would be crushed if he was killed. If I don't care about those things, if I reduce people to their politics, how am I better than he is? And then, like, um, somebody presumably, like, thumbs up that or something. <laughs> like, who texts like that? Did the well, emphasis, the three uh, exclamation points, like, that yeah, part? That it part not, right there. I'm, I'm sorry, Tucker. How do white men fight? Like, what are you saying here? Are we talking about, like, old school pugilism? Like, hey, put your dukes up. And, like, you're doing this shit and just, like, fucking you're doing that kind of thing? Or you mean the other way white men fight, like, giving uh, diseased blankets to indigenous people or, like, indiscriminately dropping bombs on defenseless, you know, groups of civilians? Which which way are you talking about, Tucker Carlson? There's So this is, like, like you said, this is unsurprising, like, quantitatively is what he said on his show every night. But that, like, the texture of that phrase is, like, so reminiscent of, like, Leonardo DiCaprio's character in Django Unchained. Like, so (laughs) thoroughly, like, antebellum South. Like, it just, just feels like, for whatever reason, that sentence was like, oh, there is a basement before below the basement 
where every like the just open and depraved white supremacy that like I kind of suspected was always going on with these people is actually happening. Like right. the fact that he just casually put through that out there. There's just like something there that's like that's, a, a little brief window into how he actually talks and thinks. Right. Like to another white supremacist like, yeah, yes. man, that's true. It's not how white men fight. It's dishonorable. Yes. It's like how I would be like talking to a Laker fan. I'm like, that's not how we play basketball. Right. In the, La- yeah. the L.A. Lakers are like, you're fucking right. <laughs> but this is like about the, I guess, the purity of 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 white pugilism, I guess. Yes. But the logic here, I'm like, so apparently this text was beyond the pale for the execs at Fox. And they figured that with the Dominion trial about to happen, that this was just going to make things worse because they didn't want this to come out a lot like during his testimony, et cetera. That's what that's that's what they're saying. But they knew about these texts because it was part of the discovery process. Like when, you know, you're fucking in, a, like in the middle of a lawsuit. So they they presumably knew about this already. And also he has a show where he constantly talks about the virtues of Western European whiteness and shit all the fucking time. Yeah. So it just feels like they're like the New York Times kind of helping Fox do damage control over the Dominion lawsuit while also making the board seem like soul-having humans who are like, you know what? We're actually not with white grievance politics here at Fox Oh, interesting. And that's Hmm. what I'm... That's what's like sort of confounding. Or is it a way to spin like the largest defamation settlement ever by it being like, it wasn't because of all the election lies we settled. It was because Tucker's racism would have been a blight on our network if it came out in such a public way in a trial. I'm still still struggling to find like how they want us to believe what is like what the reasoning is here because it sounds like a reason but i'm not like i'm just like is is that really what it is are you patting yourselves on the back for being like and that was just a bridge too far for us at fox yeah the there there's also the story where did you i think we covered it on this on this show like one of the trending episodes that rupert murdoch was like engaged to be married again mm-hmm. to this like I forget, like she was like a real estate person or she was like my, my like ex-husband was, yeah, evangelist. Yeah. And then that got called off. And uh, there are rumors behind the scenes that she was, she like believed Tucker Carlson was like the second coming of Christ. <laughs> and, like <laughs> had that he had been over to their house, had dinner with like Rupert Murdoch, his fiance. And the next morning, the engagement was called off. And then, like, a week later, Tucker Carlson was fired. You're so, laughing too hard at his jokes, dear. Yeah, I, could, I could see there being so, some weird personal grievance shit. Like, I, I'm guessing it's like there, there are so many good reasons that he was fired. But also, like, the real reason is probably something stupid. And Are we feeling and like it's succession-esque? Because... The PR spin on it feels like a group full of people who have lost their tether to reality. You're like, yeah, yeah, man, tell that to the public. They'll they'll believe that. Yeah. That the I racism was that. too much. And I'm like, oh, okay. Was this written by Kendall Roy? Like <laughs> it has that energy in it. I'd be worried that my view of reality is being too heavily influenced by succession, except for the fact that Rupert Murdoch apparently is worried that his life is affecting succession too much because he filed lawsuits being like, you can't use details from my life in the writing of succession. So it seems like there's some bleed there. Right. Yeah. Well, hey, I don't know. I mean, what's your, how do you feel, Anna, like looking upon this media mess that we have over here? 
Well, as I told you guys before we hit record, I love mess. Yeah. So yeah. I'm yes. enjoying all of it. <laughs> do you think, what do you think makes more sense that it was that they're like, this is like spin to try and humanize the board for being like, and you see, they actually cut ties with him. Or is this, is this like some like, you know, Connor Roy, like this is like Roy family, Roy Star Waco kind of shit. Honestly, I think Royco, it sorry. makes us look better that we just do not understand the moves that are being made. <laughs> I think right. if we if, if it made sense to us, it would mean that we're in the same wavelength as these people. And right. that is a questionable place to be morally, yeah, ethically, point. in every yeah, single yeah, yeah. human possible way. Yeah. Yeah. So to Tucker like, Carlson to look for answers about why he got fired. I'm just like glad he got fired. That's right. Probably right, right. a good exactly. life philosophy that I would have if I was a more mentally healthy, less spiteful person. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Well. There's that. I mean, I also can make. I I really do like the idea that he, Rupert Murdoch was just so incensed at his fiance, like like giving him attention that he just did like a like Roman firing Joy, the studio exact exact kind of thing. Was like, oh yeah, or you could be fired, motherfucker. I don't know. How about that? But also, you know that he br- broke up with every single one of his wives via email. Wow, best wow. way to do it. If yeah. you ask me. <laughs> Set a 30-day notice saying, all, I'm sorry, we have yeah. to part ways. I'm afraid this is not working out for either of us right now. Yeah. Well, and also I, you always end it on a good note because it ends with best Jack. So yeah. they <laughs> know that I have the best intentions. And also, yeah, click my link tree underneath <laughs> to kind of see what else I'm up to. If, if you're into it, I know things kind of went south. That's why I always have been broken up with at Chipotle. <laughs> Every time for some reason. Yeah. I hate it. Beggars can't be choosers, man. They this can't. They can't. I know. Okay. 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 Uh, McDonald's. Hey, I'll tell you what we're not loving is McDonald's child labor law violations. <laughs> uh, the Department of Labor has stepped in and McDonald's is in bitter trouble for employing two 10-year-old children who worked as late as 2 a.m., one of which operated the deep fryer, which is a prohibited task for workers under 16 years old. <laughs> Claim that the kids, that McDonald's claimed that the kids, or so McDonald's is like franchised. So they just like give people the ability to run McDonald's with apparently absolutely zero oversight because these people claimed that the kids were merely visiting a parent who works as a night manager. And the Department of Labor's like, Labor's like, you've employed 24 minors under the age of 16 to work more than legally permitted hours. So get the fuck out of here with this. Bring your daughter to work shit. Like this is <laughs> those just so they're a all pattern. I'm like, God, they're all my children. Thank you. That's how I look at them. And and they wanted to come to, you know, work with me. That, that's all. It's yeah. it's a very uh, man. It's just such a dark time, too, because there's so many Republicans too, like trying to legislate this kind of stuff. They're like, yeah, man, kids should be able to fucking work. Yes. You know, like 14 year olds, they need to be able to work a lot longer. Uh, like I know they were uh, in Iowa, like they were really had their eye on a bill like that. I'm not sure if it actually went through it. It may have, but there's just so many levels of fucking tragedy to it. To it's like it because on one level, you know, these kids, they're not working because they're like, I want to work at McDonald's as a fucking 13 year old. They're probably in a terrible situation where their only financial recourse is to try and work at McDonald's at such a young age. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then there's always somebody who's willing to be like, hey, well, you know, <laughs> we got a fryer shift late at night. Once you get yeah. your homework done, if you want to come by for that, and it's just like, yeah. oh, fuck. 
Just the worst. I mean, yeah. That, so Arkansas is scrapping age verification requirements for workers younger than 16 years old. Missouri Republicans are eyeing a similar move. Wisconsin Republican-led legislature introduced a bill that would allow kids as young as 14 to serve alcohol in bars and restaurants, but to seated customers only, uh, which... Uh- Wait, what? what? Oh, you yes. mean like as opposed to like a, someone at a bar, like at the bar? Yeah, you can't like be behind the bar, like shaking up cocktails while like a. Oh, so you want to be able to have the 14 year old bring your Mai Tai to yes. your table. Like, OK, I see. Man, but as a teenage alcoholic, I would have done succession level Machiavellian, Machiavellian maneuvering to get a job where I was serving alcohol <laughs> at the age of like 16, like five years away from being to drink, be able to being able to drink, but I get to serve it responsibly. Oh, yeah. Jesus. But yeah, I don't know. This is just another example of this thing. Like American capitalism as currently constituted is a system that overtly and almost exclusively rewards predation. Like it is mm-hmm. just predators preying on people who are have less power than them and we're going to continue to see this level just like new and new lows new and like lower lows when as <laughs> right. the basement beyond the basement yeah again the basement under the basement is is what we're seeing here but i i just think that as long as the myth is still there that like there is some meritocratic value to who becomes rich in this country like we're 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 kind of fucked because like we need to get people's minds back to a place where you know there is an understanding that power companies with power will use that power to exploit you unless you have some you know collective power to to push back with and it's funny, yeah. too, because like to your point and about memoirs, it's like the memoirification mm-hmm. of successful, wealthy people has also completely fucked up people's concept of like how to become successful. Like, yes. like oh, I don't know. That guy lifted himself up by the bootstrap. Why can't I? It's like, no, the game's rigged against you already. Yeah. Or even just to live a life before you consider like writing about it or thinking that you have something to teach other people. Like, what are you teaching us exactly? Like, are you just (laughs) selling? Are you just selling the idea of constant hustle? Like to your guys' point, is you just selling the idea of work yourself to death in this particular way? Because that is what I did and that is what I will continue doing for the rest of my life. And maybe, maybe um, you will be just like me. But that path, whatever that path might be, you know, be it Love Island or anything else, it changes <laughs> and it's never available for everyone. It's barely no. available to the people who actually get it and get those deals in the first place. Yeah, it's barely available to anyone unless, other than the people who already know that it's available to them. And they're not going to tell you that it's available. to Yeah. Them. Here, it- I, here, listener, here's an exercise you can find out if this path is available to you. Check your pockets right now. Okay, go through your pockets. Are there fucking emeralds in there? Do you have any loose emeralds in your pockets? No? Oh, well, you're not like Elon then. So here's how to know if you have a chance at being a billionaire. Do your parents have a private wealth manager (laughs) that like that whose full time job it is to grow their wealth? No. Their job is to in these United States. Yeah. Right. Anyways, I mean there's there's all sorts of structural things and like Congress hasn't passed a law that's disadvantageous to like billionaires and uh, like an entire generation. Uh, the Supreme Court keeps pushing things 
in the direction of corporations. But there is, I feel like also just the media has fully bought into the corporate, like the idea that what, what corporations tell us is the truth and that like that's the way to run a society is just like that that clintonian idea of like taking in the neoliberal ideas of like free market and running the entire civilization like that and it's just not working and i think it has gotten into people's bloodstream where now nobody thinks of selling out as being a thing whereas that used to be a thing that you would look down on now it's like yeah get the bag which is totally understandable, but it just feels like in this very specific form of late-stage hyper-capitalism, it's very dangerous that, like, we we don't have the cultural kind of defense mechanism. Well, like, the options are so minimal, right, for, like, upward mobility that, like, like, in this country, like, we've just been mainlining this kind of fucked-up financial propaganda where it's sort of, like, Hey, man, I know it feels like your back's against the wall, but you might luck out like one of these exalted people. And yeah. that's going to keep you alive for a little yeah. bit longer while we get a little more labor out of you. Like, and because of that, we're caught in this fucking rat wheel. And like, you know, like, again, it was, that wasn't until the pandemic happened where people weren't like, what the what the fuck is what the fuck is this? What yeah, am I yeah. doing? And they were Got really quick to be like, from the Matrix cut the fucking checks, cut yeah. the checks off, cut them off because people are getting fucking ideas now. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a bit of a kind of a fucked up situation. But, yeah, uh, let us know if you guys are seeing 10 year olds at your local McDonald's (laughs) fucking fries, uh, please. And that's the answer. Just tip those 10 year olds to (laughs) tip them better. (laughs) That's going to be a piece in the Atlantic soon. Yeah. Or the Wall Street Journal is going to be like, what we need to do is actually advocate for child tips. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. What heartwarming story of this child coming home from work at McDonald's at four in the morning and a wealthy person was driving by and decided to buy them a new pair of shoes because theirs had holes in them. Heartwarming story. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Uh, Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk baby names. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where... First-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. 
And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're back. And uh, social media has completely fucked up how we name babies, it seems. I think so. I'm look, I've been on TikTok for the last year or so, just mouth agape, <laughs> watching mm. it for hours at a time. And I've come across Same. all kinds of content. And ever since the algorithm figured out I'm a parent now, I get weird parenting content. I'm seeing weird hacks about like, how to know how your baby's asleep. Uh, you look at how clenched their fist is. If their fist is clenched, they are not sleeping or whatever. Or no, it's how full their stomach is. That's how you can tell how much to feed your baby. And people are like, that has nothing to do with anything. That's how they sleep. <laughs> hey, like, doctor here, that's not true. <laughs> uh, shut up, doctor. This is TikTok, you fucking yeah. hater. But anyway. Doctors have to spend half of their work day just debunking shit they see on TikTok. Right. And like, I see all kinds of stuff like that. And then, then I started seeing like stuff about like aesthetic names for babies. Like, oh, you want an aesthetic name for a baby? Uh, and it seems that like baby naming content is becoming more and more popular. And there's now like there, there are influencers around baby naming, like people who like, yo, they fucking come with the sickest names in the game right now. Let me play like, a, I'm going to play a clip for you of like one of these things of like, just how these videos are like these are these are aesthetic baby names uh so you can like vibe out your child's energy okay why is it playing terrible music okay let's mute the music because we're not gonna get a, a strike it's like so these are aesthetic names rowan rohan comes up. rowan yeah ren with a w, ren with like a w. bird yeah atlas Atl atlas yeah these Alaska. people misunderstand the word aesthetic. Like, <laughs> these are just names. <laughs> but it's a vibe, okay? That's posy. Posy. Okay. That's such a vibe. Okay. So, like, they're like all these there kinds of things. There are only six aesthetic baby names, and they That's all just suck. one video. <laughs> <laughs> That's for if you're fucking with that account, which is official baby names 111. But, like, these influencers, like, people come to them. Because they want to know about, like, what's the most unique thing? Like, I come to these accounts to find out, like, how how much, like, how how much of a niche unique name can I get? And, like, because people, people don't want bum-ass names like Emily or Jessica or Matt or even Miles, it seems. Or they're like, Miles has actually played the fuck out. And I was like, what the fuck? Fuck you. I don't give up. Well, anyway, so people want that new-new. Is it not new, aesthetic, new. though? 
just being played out mean it's not aesthetic? It's not. Well, aesthetic is one version. Another ones are just people who are like, we just are looking for really unique names. So they will offer, they will go to these influencers. And here's like one package that one of these name influencers offers. A video consultation with 16 baby name options for $99. An eight name package with extensive name analysis for $175. And a 16 name package with name analysis for $250. I don't know what that means. It sounds like somebody just putting together 16 names on a list and sending them to you and being like, this is where they rank or whatever. And I mentioned the name Jessica. Shout out to two of my exes. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> because that's like that's the name of one of the women that runs an account. And in an interview with Vox, like it's clear she hates that her name is Jessica, like every other girl born in the 80s and early 90s. This in this article says, quote, I always say to my mom, you carried me for nine months. And you come up with Jessica after all that? <laughs> after all we've been through. I mean, can I can I throw in a yeah, suggestion please, for yeah, these please. people? Uh-huh. Change your name. If you don't like it, change your fucking name. <laughs> yeah, you got the freedom to Why do is that. this a hustle? Why is this uh, how are you charging people for essentially Googling something for them? I know. Yes. So here's the thing. Like apparently this is like it's like this this woman talks about how she has rules. When she's thinking up a baby name and apparently and this isn't new. I've, I've like I've interacted with people, friends who are kind of like really into this kind of stuff. But her rules are, quote, it cannot be in the top 200 most popular baby names. She can't know anyone with the name. It has to be pronounceable by her family members with Boston accents, meaning <laughs> Paca and Atha are out. Atha. <laughs> also, you kind of sound like Charmaine Bucco in Sopranos. Adi, yeah. Adi. Anyway, and it has to be professional sounding. And she says, people get really angry when I said that. Well, that <laughs> seems a little coded, but yes. okay. I don't know. Maybe that's why. Hmm. And the, the, these influencers put out videos that are like, they have these other, there's other videos are like, hey, um, these are some really popular names. I just want to warn people. They're becoming really popular and they're trending. And, I'm, and you know, if, if this is one of your kids' names, I'm really sorry that I'm having to tell you this. Like, that's the tone of the video. And it'll be like, okay, so if your name is, uh, if your baby's name is Silas, or Finn, um, or Maeve. These are names that are becoming really popular. And like, I'm sorry. And like in the comments, people are freaking the fuck out. Like they're being accused of child endangerment because they're like, my (laughs) name, my baby name's trending. Like it's a whole, it's a whole thing. But yeah, I think the fact is like, as they point out in Vox, like once families became smaller in the 1960s and people weren't just like spitting out kids to like work the land, People began to put more like emphasis on names that weren't just like direct tributes to elder family mem- members just to get like a name out. And then that slowly morphed into where we are today, where the Internet has made everything a flex or a stunt or a competition. And naming a kid is like more akin to now a product fucking launch than welcoming a new member into your family. And I get it. Some people people think about for years, like I have friends that have known what they were naming their kids since they were in elementary school. Okay, but the effect that social media has on us can't be understated. Like it it really there's a there's a whole thing now where people are because everything is available and people think about handles and branding now. It's really wild. Isabel Munson in Real Mag wrote this real life mag wrote this. I think it's really interesting just talking about the idea of what social media has done to us and like how we're commodifying our existences. Quote, just as capitalism engenders the belief that our value is determined by our productivity, social as a business category influences our concept of the self, encouraging us to see self-categorization on platforms not only as self-realization, but as a source of capital. Our value then is based on effective self-branding. And 
we're in like we're misspelling names like Kentucky and saying it's like, oh, that's Katiki, my my new daughter's <laughs> name. It's really it's it's wild out there. It's wild out there. I do find baby names like inherently fascinating, like trends in baby names, because it's just it's like such a meaningful decision and it like changes so drastically these days for no good reason. Like I one of the things that like made me believe in a collective unconscious was that like I had this name for 15 years. I was going to name my son if I ever had one. And then like a month before we we're having our first son, I look it up to see like what the most popular names are. And it's like number like it's become number one in the past like five years. Like the, the name that like for no reason, like Liam was the name for no fucking reason, like right. at all. It's just all of a sudden that is what everybody is naming their children all at the same time. So I think like those trends. So we we went with Neeson instead. We pivoted yeah. to Neeson because, yeah, you know, bit. we had to honor the man some way. Right. But it's. I don't know. It, it It is very interesting. And it's a like decision that I feel like people take very seriously. But I don't know. You also I mean, like, look, can't fuck it up too bad. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, like if you're a kid, like, I, I, like I've said this on the show before. I wish my name was DJ in the 90s. Okay. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to be Miles. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then I grew out of that shit. I'm like, nah, man, fuck that. I like my fucking name. Um, yeah. And like, but. There is like, you know, even with naming my own son, it's just like you have names, but it was never it never got to a point where it's like, well, who the fuck else has this name? It's more like yeah. what feels like it embodies the union of our families and whatever other things like because we're trying to honor like, you know, with first initials because some people use that kind of naming convention and arrive at a name. And it wasn't as like fraught as like being like, get the fucking book, make sure it's on the top 200 or we've fucked up his entire life. Yeah. Or you know what I mean? For like, me, it was. Be fucked I up. just I had one name in particular <laughs> that I was like, I don't want the name to be like the what Ryan was when I was a kid where like there were five Ryans in like all of my classes. Like for the, the year you were born, like, Jack, Ryan was the 11th most popular name. Yeah. Well, could have fooled me. Seemed like number one. Um, oh wait, that's in California. That's yeah. just in California. Yeah, it was Bill. in Ohio and West Virginia and New York. It was pretty fucking popular. It would seem Kentucky, a lot of Ryan's. But I don't know. So that that's why I I did I I didn't mind if the name was like somewhat popular. I just didn't want it to be like the number one, which <laughs> Liam seems to be. I I was really into the name Luik, uh, the Louis. French name. Yeah, because I like the yeah. fucking weird, like this, like how it looked with the interesting letters and like umlauts and shit. I was like, oh, that shit look cool. Like if you're tagging that, like this was where my mind was at. I was like, yeah. this would look dope if you're tagging this name because I was a yeah. tagger and I don't know if that that had value to me. And then like, and it was also because uh, there was like a soccer. I heard in a game, like a soccer game. I was like, oh, that's a cool name. But they were saying like Loic. And I was like, oh, OK, I could fuck with that. And then after a while, I pretty much I was like, that's. Like when it comes to naming my own kid, I was like, this doesn't really match at all. So I'm happy with his name. We're happy with his name, Method Man. Great. Yeah. Uh, it's a great name. A dope, yeah, it's a dope name. Yeah. I love it. I don't, I, like, it sounds fascinating listening to you guys speak. I mean, I don't have kids, so I have not had to go through that uh, have, ordeal I mean, of finding a name. Contemporaries I, that have, and you've witnessed something like this? Yeah, but I've never witnessed people get so obsessed or down this rabbit hole or even like a, even 
conceiving of paying people to come up with a baby name. Yeah. But I do remember, like, I think everyone goes through this. I used to hate my name growing up, so I would constantly try to change it. So I'd introduce myself with different names that I thought were cool Ooh. for one reason or another to okay. people, like, in a club or when I met new people. I'd be like, hi, my name's Agnes. And I don't know Ooh. why, but people like would be like, Varda? no, it's not. Yeah. 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 Like, say, stuff like, like that. I was yeah, really into, got, like, French New Wave cinema. It's like, yeah, yeah. Karina. You got the Varda do right now. You know, if I'm not, not going to lie. You know what I mean? <laughs> I you give me, you give me, you give me you... Anya's Varda right now. Oh, thank you. Although, I actually met her. She's She was lovely and super tiny and the ni- one of the nicest filmmakers I've ever met. But, like, there was this weird thing where the, your name becomes... It's a match of a personality, even with a baby or, like, an energy. Right. Because people clocked me immediately. They were like, no, you're not. And such a name. No. <laughs> Why are you lying? Really? <laughs> yeah, they That's full on just did not believe me. I was like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Agnes. I don't know. I was trying out names. Whenever like, it was. Mm, no. You're whenever not I was saying on. Agnes, but you are serving Anna. I'm sorry. You got big Anna exactly energy. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's funny. When I would get in trouble with old white people who didn't know me, I would always tell them my name was Orlando. <laughs> that was my th- that was my fake name they're like who what's your name who are your parents i go i'm orlando and they're like well get out of here orlando i'm like yeah fuck you and i was only talking about because of orlando el duque the pitcher for the yankees is what i was saying oh. orlando. i thought you were just trying to subliminally remind them of disney world their favorite place on earth <laughs> your favorite place the in florida whites. orlando yeah. oh it wasn't the virginia wolf novel it wasn't that what you were referencing no no unfortunately not i was not <laughs> El Duque, the club. Yeah. El Duque, <laughs> the Yankees pictures. But it is awesome. like a thing too, where like, uh, like you know, you look at how people like in uh, in America, especially like on Instagram, the way people hard launch a baby. There's like fucking all this shit. Like they've they got banners made, fucking merch. Like people are really Jeez. conscious of like how shit is gonna look on like that announcement post. Yeah, And they just kind of see how it's just kind of like trickling in where people can't even like trust their own sense of like what they feel to name their own child that it's now being like, well, I don't trust myself to know what I should name my child. I'm going to surrender it to the algorithm. Yeah, essentially like, yo, come on now. Relax a little bit. Shout out Method Man. I love you. Shout out Method Man. Young Method Man. Moving on <laughs> method, method baby right now. Uh, we're going to we'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> that is a That is a terrifying feeling. Like when. We thought we were having a girl with our second. We just were like, we vibed it out. We were like, this is a girl. We have our girl name. We're we're good. And it was a boy. And we were like, 48 hours. We were like, what do we do here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we just oh, like, you're... I don't even remember how we came up with the name. It's wow. Bad. Oh, yeah. so you really got caught like not doing your homework for the test. Yeah. Yeah, wow. well, I also didn't want to. Like, I didn't want to, like, decide based on a fucking blog or whatever. Sure, sure, but, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I want to decide based on what, like, one of my friends randomly texted back to me when the one person who responded to me at, like, 3 a.m. When I was like, look, man, I'm in a bad way. Like, what do you think of this one? They're like, yeah, it sounds good. I was like, all right. <laughs> Thanks, Sweet. Man. Appreciate it. Also, my sister. My sister. Great guide. All right. Anna. Yes. It's been such a pleasure having you yeah. on the show. It's been wonderful, guys. Thank you so much. Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? 
So you can find me online on Twitter and Instagram at Anna B. Demented. Um, you can pre-order the book anywhere you can buy books. And you can listen to me talk about horror movies over on the Final Girls podcast. It's hey. a classic. Yeah. And are you talking, you're doing like succession wrap-ups too, aren't you? A little recap? Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also doing the Successionistas with my friend Mike, which uh, recaps yeah. the current season of Succession. Yeah, that comes out every Tuesday morning. Got it, oh, got nice. it, got it. Yeah. How are you liking the season? I'm mixed on it, mate. Mm. I'm like, some episodes, all-timer, absolute banger, just stone-cold perfect hour of television. And others, I'm like, I'm very confused. How is this, this up and down, up and down kind of roller yeah. coaster? But I almost like, I want to reserve judgment until to see the whole thing because yeah. the whole thing always like, it needs to fit together and then you get why certain episodes didn't quite work in isolation. Right, so right, I'm right. like, I'm I'm in with it until the end. Like season two of Succession is probably a perfect season of television. And I love it. I'll watch every episode like three or four times. Yeah. Is that is that the season where uh Greg takes the stand? <laughs> Greg takes the stand. <laughs> it's a great moment of television. <laughs> is that that season? Is that season two? Yeah, it's with the yeah. cruises. Um, yeah, yeah, with right. the cruises. Yeah. Thing. Star cruises, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's when they go to. It's with the iconic line of you, where Tom sent Greg sixty-seven emails saying yeah. you need to break some. You need to break some Gregs to make a Tomlet, <laughs> or you can't make a Tomlet without breaking some Gregs. Yeah, nailed it. Oh man. If it is to be said, so it be. So it is. <laughs> uh, oh, like, I thought I prefer episode... that Greg to yeah. like Disgusting Brothers yeah. Greg. Disgusting Brothers Greg, he's losing points, man. I'm not. But he's like trying. Greg. He's trying something on. He's right, right, right. And it doesn't the... fit him though. Oh yeah, he's like, for stop sure. Stop being a gross dude. Which I think it's is, not yeah, such yeah. a natural vibe. Yeah. Well, if it is to be said. So it <laughs> so, so it is. I thought episode three and four of this season were some of the best ever, but yeah, that like other than that, yeah. it's been kind of the which which though I mean without spoiling the big anything, one, the one the big the family event one. I was there was some times I was like well, y'all are also like it was well directed, well performed. I was like okay, y'all are making yeah. me feel some shit too. When I thought y'all didn't feel shit, which was I think why the episode hit so yeah. hard. Yeah, dramaturgically, it made hard. sense. Uh, to quote Jeremy Strong, <laughs> that's what he said in the making of documentary that immediately followed it. That is the only making of documentary that I like watch every time I watched the episode. I was like, okay, we're mm -hmm. going to do this again. I love that his clothes mm -hmm. this season are based on Elon Musk's looks. Are they? Yeah. Nice. I, was, I was reading something that there was like a huge thing. That like, yeah, we're taking a lot of inspiration from Elon Musk for Kendall's <laughs> outfit. Also... There's, I don't know if they're going to do the same thing. I'm sure they will in in the States, but there's going to be a, a London screening of the finale. And the, by the time it airs here, it's like right. 2 a.m. So there's right. a cinema in London that will have the, like a live stream of the show at 2 a.m. screening in like a public cinema. And I wow. swear to God, if I don't get a fucking ticket for that event, I'm going to yeah. burn the cinema down. All right. Y'all heard it. <laughs> Get, allegedly, get the tickets. Yeah. <laughs> allegedly. allegedly, if it burns down, if yeah. it is said, so it be. Um, so it is. <laughs> so it is. Is there a work of media that you've been enjoying, Anna? Oh God! Well, 
I've honestly been thinking about this tweet for about a week. It's not the slutty little knees one. It's another one. (laughs) Hold on a second. Let me pull it up. So I saw this tweet uh, like a couple, a week or so ago by this woman who was like, novels are so great. They're just like, I made up a little weirdo. Oh no, now he's in trouble. And I'm working on a on a piece of fiction now. I'm like, oh shit, that's all it is. Just have to make up this little stick figurine and put it in some trouble. Oh no, that's all it is. Break <laughs> made it up down. a little weirdo and some trouble. <laughs> that's great, Miles. Where can people find you? Is there a work of media you've been enjoying? Yeah, uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram and other at based places at Miles of Gray. Uh, also, check Jack and I out on the latest episode of Miles and Jack Got Mad, Mad Boosties. Wow, the NBA postseason is just delicious right now. Delicious. Uh, shout out Joel and B for securing that MVP. 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 Anyway, MVP. Uh, some and also, yeah, find me and Sophia Alexandra on our uh, 90 Day Fiance podcast for 20 Day Fiance, where we smoke more weed than Willie Nelson ever did in his lifetime and talk about, uh, you know, immigration based reality romance shows. Now, some tweets I like because the writer's strike is on and fucking popping right now. I just want to shout out some of the people who have been picketing and also some of their uh, <laughs> posting some of their signs, which is great because there's nothing wittier than writers who have a blank slate for their picket signs. Uh, jo- at Johnny Sun tweeted, uh, I'm, I'll just I'll just show you some of these. He said, "Writer, it's like yeah, they have the normal strike uh, strike or picket sign that says writers on strike." And he wrote, "Sure, I support AI. A all of our terms being met. I in a fair and timely manner uh, <laughs> because that's a huge contention point of contention right now in negotiations where they're like, I don't know about fucking AI. You guys worried?" And then uh, at Katie Delaney tweeted her sign which is a picture of tim robinson from i think you should leave and it says you don't want to negotiate a deal with the wga you sure about that you sure, you sure about, about that? that's not anyway, what you so. want <laughs> so i love any references to that show but anyway yeah that's coming back soon right end of may yeah end of the month all right uh tweet i've been enjoying colin crawford finally an entire board of smorgas <laughs> Which, I think it's Borg of Smorgas, but I, I got the meaning and I liked it. And that is the text that I randomly scrolled to, or the the tweet I randomly scrolled to. So that's my favorite for today. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode. So as a song that we think you might enjoy. Hey, Miles, what song do you think people might enjoy? Um, so in the past, we've, uh, I remember, gone out on a song uh, by a, a song by the group 79.5. The track then was this track called Sisters Unarmed and it's dope like they're very like they they're multi-genre type artists like it's like part disco part funky jazz part like it's also like kind of esg they have they have just many vibes but they have a new a new track out and it's actually so i was listening to the kcrw the local radio station and they were talking about this song that just came out and they're like and the reference is actually a sopranos reference to like the the new track name is called long-term parking which is an episode, a very, very seminal episode of The Sopranos where something happens. But the person on the air just fucking goes in and just says what happened in the episode. And I don't know why I felt so incensed. I'm like, don't spoil that for people who didn't see that 19 years ago. The fuck is wrong with you? But anyway, 
This track is called Long Term Parking, and it's by none other than 79.5. So check it out. It's a really dope track. All right. Well, we'll link off to that in the footnotes. The Daily oh, nope. Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. Back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.